friends. Hi. Welcome to They're Terrified and Tipsy. Okay. My name is Courtney. Uh, I love long walks on the beach, Mm -hmm. white wine, and I absolutely love scary movies. And I'm Stephanie. I also love long walks on the beach. I love white wine, but I absolutely hate (laughs) scary movies. So Stephanie, Mm -hmm. can I ask you a question? Please. Why in the hell would you want to watch scary movies and do a podcast on scary movies when you hate them? Oh, that's easy um, because you forced me. Mm, that's that's true. <laughs> but you know what? Hmm. There's wine. Yeah. So I'm basically only here for the wine. <laughs> lots and lots of wine. <laughs> We're going to need it. <laughs> well, since we have very different feelings about scary movies, we decided to share our emotional struggles with you all. Yeah. So grab a glass of wine, your mm-hmm. favorite couch blanket, and get comfy and enjoy the ride with us. Also, you can find their Terrified and Tipsy on Instagram and Twitter, plus all the podcast platforms. For links, head over to tipsypod.com. Cheers. We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. to Weird Distractions Podcast, a weekly podcast where I, your host Alex, rotate between true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, folklore, and a little bit of this and a little bit of that to provide you and more than likely what your chiropractor would consider a weird distraction from everyday life. Whether you are going through a bad breakup or perhaps you're just bored and want to learn something, you can tune in to Weird Distractions every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to get a little bit distracted. Before we dive into this week's distraction, I do have a little bit of housekeeping and, of course, I need to tell you, the listener, what I need a distraction from. First and foremost, when it comes to housekeeping, there is a new Weird Spam episode out now featuring Cultivate Network family member, and host of a spooky tales, Christina. Subscribe to the $5 USD tier called the Here for the Weird tier to tune in. For those who don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to weird spam, basically it is a Patreon exclusive series where myself and a guest host read the weird emails that I get in our junk mail. And if you think, okay, that doesn't sound that interesting, trust me, it gets pretty funny. I've almost cried laughing a couple episodes and we've had some really really funny guests come on. So I would definitely recommend checking it out if you're financially able to support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month. Speaking of Patreon, just a heads up that next week's episode, so the episode that comes out, I believe it's September 4th, will be actually one of the monthly bonus episodes that has already been released on Patreon back in March. This is because I'm actually going to be out of the country, so I won't have the time to record. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. My apologies already in advance because when I went to go upload it to the regular feed, I noticed the audio quality wasn't the best, but hopefully you still enjoy the content. And hey, 
it was an episode that Christy and I were able to do together before she left the show. So it's it's pretty special and it also came out in her birthday month. So hopefully you enjoy it nonetheless. As mentioned last week as well, I am prepping to release a new Listener Distractions episode. I'm not sure as to when I'm going to release it, but stay tuned. If you have a paranormal story you want to send in, maybe you've been to a reportedly haunted location, maybe you've seen a UFO, or just in general, anything that made you think, ooh, that was weird, feel free to email it to me at weirddistractionspodcast.outlook.com to be featured on a future Listener Distractions episode. Now it's time to tell you what I need a distraction from. As always, if you want to hear your needs for distraction on the show, feel free to shoot me a DM or an email and I might just read it on the next episode. So my need for distraction this week is I stumbled upon a June 1st, 2020 article from the News 18 website, which involves some dolls. So if you're not a big fan of dolls, yeah, I, you might not be a big fan of this. So basically, this article is recounting how a man named Chad Gassert had videotaped one of his kind of, it looks not a porcelain doll, but kind of a porcelain doll moving on its own in a cabinet. It's giving Annabelle vibes. It's giving get the fuck out of there, Chad. What are you doing? And it's giving absolutely immediately no. The video itself is kind of spooky. I'm not going to lie. It definitely seems as if something is moving in the cabinet, whether this is fake or not. It's still not It's not my cup of tea, which I'm sure people listening are probably like, but don't you love paranormal stuff? And aren't you into the ooky spooky? Yes, I am. But there are certain things that I just don't, I just don't fuck with. And dolls are one of them. Dolls, children ghosts, poltergeists, you know, that kind of stuff. And spiders. Mm Mm-mm. No. mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. No, thank you. I will post this article on the Wear Distractions Twitter page, which if you're not following and you're on Twitter, what you doing? Come follow along at WeirdDistractI1. And like I said, I will share this article on my Twitter feed on the day that this episode comes out. Now that we've got housekeeping and my need for distraction out of the way, let's just get into this week's distraction. Let's let's stop dilly-daddling. Let's get into it. It seems like it has been kind of a hot minute since we chatted about a weird and borderline terrifying folklore tale on the show. With spooky season slowly creeping its way around the corner and pumpkin spice everything returning to stores, I thought, why the hell not discuss a spooky folklore tale to start prepping for fall? This week, I'm going to be tackling the folklore tale of Hug and Molly, and for that, we're going to be going down to Alabama in the United States to get our spooky on. Due to potential coarse language and adult themes, listener discretion is advised. The history of the Hogging Molly folklore, as mentioned earlier, seems to stem from the state of Alabama within the United States of America. More specifically, the city of Abbeville in Alabama. And my sincere apologies if I am mispronouncing the city's name. I have looked it up on Google, the pronunciation that is, and I'm just basing it off what Google is telling me. But Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. For a bit of background on the city, it is a city in the southwest part of the state, and apparently it had a population of 2,358 folks in 2020. However, we're not here to discuss cities, so let's let's just get back to the spooky stuff. 
The lore about Molly starts off in the early 1900s, where she is described as being a wandering woman who went around Abbeville hugging children. Some retellings of her story state that supposedly she did this in order to cope with having lost her own child. So she was grieving and she felt maybe some comfort in hugging other children in the neighborhood. Although it should be mentioned that there's no details to her real identity, whether she was based off of a real life person or not, and there's not even fine details of how she lost her child. This version of the legend further states that if a wandering child was to present in the town streets at night, Hug and Molly would find them and begin following them. If she caught up to them, she would reportedly hug them before letting out a loud screech into the air or directly into the child's ear. I'm not sure which is worse, a non-consensual hug or someone you don't know screaming in your own ear. Whichever it may be for you, this bizarre act would send the child screaming back to their home and never wanting to wander out in the dark alone again. In more macabre renditions of the tale, Hug and Molly was described as someone who maybe hugged a little too hard for her own good. Some have made claims that instead of just scaring the kids, she would actually kill them with her tight arms wrapped around them. I'm not sure why she would kill the children in this version of the tale, but regardless, it's still pretty morbid. Now, some may wonder, if you were walking the streets of Abbeville at night and came across Hug and Molly, what would you see? Hug and Molly apparently presents as a seven foot tall female presenting entity wearing a long black dress and a wide brimmed hat. Because of her appearance, some have wondered if maybe she was once a witch. However, I think that is also bordering too close to a Hollywood stereotype of witches wearing brimmed hats all the time. Anyways, the hat she sported would hide her face so no one could really ever see the fine details of who she was or once was. As many have guessed, the Hug and Molly folklore has been adapted and altered as time passed on like many folklore tales do. Like a game of broken telephone, it seems that every generation has its own version of the tale. According to the website Small Town Myths, the tale eventually adapted to try and scare the local college students. Instead of a grieving mother as the main character, Hug and Molly would evolve into a cranky seven-foot-tall professor. This professor would apparently become frustrated of hearing the college students out on the street in the summertime, especially at night. As someone who once used to live in a busy spot within a university city, I get it. It is really annoying hearing people drunkenly waiting for the bus at midnight while you're trying to watch some Netflix. To try and scare them off the street, the professor, aka Hug and Molly, would don on a black dress and a hat like the OG story of Hug and Molly. Once they had this attire on, they would go to the streets and start chasing students down basically terrifying them off of their streets so that the street could be quiet once again. I mean, it is a creative way to deal with something that frustrates you, but part of me also thinks they're there could have been a non-evasive way of dealing with the situation. Normally, I just turned up my TV and hope for the best, but different methods work for different people, I guess. In another rendition of the tale, Hug and Molly was a former resident of Abbeville that was murdered, and her ghost is the one going around trying to find her killer. Which, if she is going around hugging folks to find her killer, then that is a very compassionate way of going about it. Unless maybe that's why she hugs people so hard she kills them? Did I just solve a mystery or create another adaption of the folklore. According to the Hug and Molly's website, an Abbeville resident named Jimmy Rain had sworn up and down that Hug and Molly is real and not just a folklore tale. In a direct quote by Jimmy from that website, quote, anybody who grew up in town grew up knowing the legend of Hug and Molly. 
If your mother or dad didn't want you to be out after dark, they tell you Hug and Molly would get you, and you believed it too. The story goes that supposedly Jimmy and his friend Tommy Murphy had first heard the story of Hug and Molly from Tommy's dad. The two young boys presumably listened intently to Tommy's dad, who told them that he encountered Hug and Molly one night when he was a child. Luckily, he had survived Molly's hug and bestowed the fear of his encounter to the younger generation, being that of Jimmy and Tommy. It seems as though parents have used the story of Hug and Molly to keep their children from getting in trouble at night. Think of Hug and Molly as the Alabama version of La Llorona from Mexico. Both are used to keep kids from staying out late, especially out on their own. I mean, hell, if my mom told me anything like that growing up, I probably would have stayed home. But who am I kidding? I more than likely would have convinced my friends to go out and find the damn thing. Even though some tales paint Hug and Molly as a potential killer, there have been no unsolved homicides in the area that have been tied to this folklore tale. That does not mean it eliminates it, but just something to be mindful of. Speaking of being mindful, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I came across some resources that claim some folks find the lore rather humorous or playful and less nefarious. Sources I saw even claim that the town of Abbeville embraces the lore, proudly calling itself the home of Hug and Molly. Which reminds me kind of Point Pleasant, West Virginia and the Mothman taking something spooky and putting a go-lucky, profitable twist to it. The town even has a restaurant named after Molly. Located at 129 Kirkland Street stands the 50s diner, cheekily named after the namesake, serving burgers, milkshakes, country-fried pork steak, and other delicious-sounding meals. I think it's actually pretty neat that they've taken a folklore tale that started within the city and created something real and tangible out of it that actually provides to the community or gives back to the community, I guess I should say. Now to summarize this week's distraction. I hope this shorter episode of Weird Distractions gave you enough spookiness to prep you for the fall. I mean, there's always spookiness going on in the show given some of the topics. However, Hug and Molly seemed like a perfect story to discuss in preparation for all things pumpkin spice, Halloween specials, and chilly mornings. Although there are retellings of hugging Molly that come off creepy, I think folks can agree that a lady giving children hugs could be considered kind of sweet, with consent of course. All of this aside, it's still doesn't take away from the borderline weirdness of it all, but there's a bit of sweetness with it, unlike other terrifying folklore tales out there. Whether the origin story of Hug and Molly is true or simply a tall tale, it seems to have a tight hold on the community it came from. What do you think, listener? Does Hug and Molly give you the creeps? Do you think the tale is just plain weird? Comment on today's social media posts, send me a DM, or an email. Do you have your own Hug and Molly encounter? Tell me about it by sending me an email or a DM and your story might even be featured in an upcoming Listener Distractions episode. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming the show on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review. This helps the show out for free by letting others know that it's worth listening to. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an update is to follow along on the show's various 
various social media accounts. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and TikTok. If you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month, why not join one of the two tiers over on Patreon? Each month, you get exclusive content such as bonus episodes and series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early access to the regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to patreon.com slash weirddistractionspodcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Sissy, Shadow, Courtney, and Cheryl. I love you all and appreciate your ongoing support of Weird Distractions. If you're unable to support the show on a monthly basis, but still want to support it maybe as a one-time donation, check out the show's merch over on Redbubble or sign up for a one-time donation over on Buy Me a Coffee. Lastly, I want to hear from you. As some longtime listeners may recall, Christy and I released two listener story-based episodes called Listener Distractions. I'd love to keep doing this series and hear all of your weird tales of ghostly encounters, unexplainable events, and too close to home true crime stories. You can email me your tales at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections that need to be made after today's episode, let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye. Bye.